0: Welcome back to Outdoors with me, Lawrence Gunther. Today we've got some interesting facts that Lily's going to share with us about squirrels and how they got so darn acrobatic. are going to have more from Jeff Garnsey and our visit to Garnsey Feral Acres and his farm animal rescue. He's got 77 animals out there that he's rescued. Animals with all sorts of disabilities and uh, sicknesses that he's healed and accommodated. I've got some tips I'm going to share on keeping your dog healthy?
1: Did you know?
0: Hey Lily, what'd you find out for us today?
1: Oh gosh. Okay, so the skills squirrels exhibit as they dart through a forest canopy will make any gymnast envious. Oh, okay. I yeah, so squirrel, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, squirrels sprint along fences. They they skitter up, down, and around tree trunks and pull off inspiring feats of agility. So I wanted to find out just what makes you know the small fluffy things such masters of acrobatics.
0: Yeah. So what does make these squirrels so agile?
1: So, Squirrel Anatomy is specialized for treetop antics.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Their hyperflexible back ankles can rotate a full 180 degrees. That's so weird. So, this allows squirrels to take full advantage of their curving claws. By reversing their ankles, squirrels can dig their back claws into a tree bark, even while descending headfirst. It's a pretty rare talent.
0: You know... Your mother has observed squirrels hanging upside down from the garage eave trough as they reach down to access our bird feeders. And we're saying, how do they hang upside down like that? This, is, this explains that. Are there other animals that can reverse their back ankles?
1: So there are kinkajous, opossums, lemurs, margies, and tree shrews can also reverse their ankles however house cats cannot twist their ankles all the way around which is why cats can climb up the trees but they can't get down
0: are their ankles the only thing that make squirrels super acrobatic
1: a squirrel's back legs they're not just flexible they're also really strong so they have this kind of a big musculature around their hind limbs that really lets them propel themselves. So it's not uncommon to see fox squirrels leap more than two meters. The average squirrel is like a little under 30 centimeters long, so about one foot, not counting the tail. Uh, That means they can leap a distance uh, six times the length of their body.
0: That would be like me leaping uh, 12 meters (laughs) or 36 feet. That's bananas
1: so they they also have an incredible capacity to learn including solving problems so a study published in science in 2021 showed that squirrels leaping to reach a tempting peanut altered their takeoff points based on the branch they were on on a stiff branch the animals went farther out for a shorter jump and leaped sooner if the branch was bendy they learned by trial and error, so one attempt might be an overshoot, sending the squirrels swinging above and around the branch, another might not be quite enough, leaving them hanging off by their front paws. The squirrels never fell, but these near misses taught them how to dial in the perfect leap. So when scientists began widening the distance between the branches and the reward, instead of leaping further, the squirrels adopted more complex strategies, such as bouncing off a vertical surface between the branch and the peanut using that surface like a a springboard.
0: Lily, that's amazing. But I have a a question somewhat related. Are black squirrels related to red and gray squirrels or are they they a different species?
1: Fox squirrels are usually red with a black fringe to their tail. uh, Whereas the, the eastern gray squirrel is gray with a white fringe to their tail. Black squirrels are just fox or Eastern gray squirrels with special melanin genes.
0: Wow, well, that would explain why we often see these gray and black and red and black squirrels, right? I mean, mm. we thought they were crossbreeding or something, but it's uh, it's just a mutation of the the gene in their their fur color. Thanks, Lily. We're now gonna have our second segment, a visit to Garnsey's Feral Acres, and uh, more information about disabled and injured farm animals that he's been rescuing over the years.
1: Outdoor Adventures.
2: I got a big nose here. Yes, you do. And right? this is a jersey. So, that's the jersey, the brown yes. one. No, he is. Where and is he's he? He's got a beautiful, right down here. There oh, you there, go. Oh, there it is. Yep. Oh, I oh, scared her. Come on, baby. Oh, there you go. I love it. Oh, these God. are very, <laughs> every animal on the They're farm not is huge. Special. He's not a huge. Nope, they're there's only 14. So 14 nice. Oh, there's two there. 14, three. yep. And the third <laughs> is over here. And
1: they want to give you big kisses. They
2: do. They're So, Lily, what are the colors of these three 14 month
0: old calves?
1: This is the jersey.
0: Yes. So it's all sort of like a nice
1: sandy brown. Yes. Oh no no, he's, like he's dark dark, dark dark brown chocolate thing. Oh okay. All right. No and white. He's got a white b- a white big mark on his forehead.
2: Okay. And on his foot. Oh, on his back left foot. Yep.
1: And that one he's a Holstein. Black and white.
2: Yes. Well, dark brown
1: with a little uh, bit of white on his a legs. A
2: right, a heart right on the center, center oh, okay. of his forehead. Yeah. And then, of course, Guernseys are orange and white. Orange, Yeah, orange and, and white. But it's a nice orange. orangey-brown. Beautiful. He's, yes.
1: spat, he's spotted. He's so nice.
2: Yep. They're all three males. Oh, Did you like neuter them. these? Your Immediately. Room? Our goal is never to breed yeah. you, because we rescue. Yeah. Um, so when they get here, as soon as they're medically stabilized, um, the faster you do it, the less intrusive it is. Yeah. It takes yeah. about five minutes to take the horns and the testicles yeah um, and it's all done with uh, painkillers yes, yes. Yeah. yep it's a local anesthesia and it's a quick nip and a burn yeah yeah. Um, but if they do get larger, then it becomes much more intrusive. Well, then they develop the bad habits, too, yes. of being aggressive, right? Yes, they can. Yep. So, yeah. so you don't want the testosterone to, uh, no. to build up on them. You know, you want to make sure that it's not something that gives them that, you know, uh, cellular memory. Love if you everybody. wait a little bit longer, like we did with Ferdinand, and he's seven feet tall. That's huge. And he was my first cow rescue, so, of course... He was like a, a dog because I had I was so far out of my my element with a cow, um, but he got very playful and he's snow white with three little black dots, um, and he had the most incredible. Set of horns And they were 36 inches From point to point Wow But very often He'd be playing with me And he would pick me up And toss me over One of these fences And I was a pretty good lander uh, Doc Becky finally said You know If you're going to socialize Little kids with these animals yeah, Which yeah. is what we do um and some somebody's grandkid gets chucked across the barnyard. Oh, yeah. They're going to own your your farm. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. had to take his horns, and it is an absolutely awful surgery on an adult male. Oh. Um, it's uh, you you use this piano wire with handles, and yeah. you have to knock them down with ketamine. And the recovery is long, and it's painful, and it's traumatic to him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he still remembers Doc Becky when we do his annual inoculation. So he runs. He does. He, he runs. runs away. He's a, it made an indelible impression on him. And so are the, most
0: all your animals have sponsors then?
2: Uh, right now we're only three pigs shy of having every animal sponsored. And, and how, many, how many animals are on the farm? We have 74.
0: you got 24 of those are cats.
2: Yes. 27 of those are pigs. Pigs are really the primary. Yeah. Um, and the reason that we do... Focus on things like the cows and the goats and the donkeys and not horses, cats and dogs is because um, legally every farm animal in New York <laughs> State is considered real property. Um,
0: Who, who's, who's eating my coat? <laughs>
2: What's that? Who's this guy? That's bear, this, right? e- yeah. No, this is Carmel. Carmel, bear it bears the one eating your jacket. Yep. What big ears they got, eh? Yes. <laughs> no, there's Did, not. Yes, there is. Did he really eat a hole in your <laughs> jacket? No it's just he, wet no, it's okay. just wet oh he did take a, he did put a little bit of a hole in. well it.
0: you know i've had that i've had this jacket for 30 years That's so i'm not wild. worried about it it's it's served its life already a yeah, many times a over
2: longer. well that, let's walk down yeah. into the barn and get some more animals have you ever heard of a muscovy duck no they've got this really really cool mohawk when you approach him his name is Mac. Got this, uh, like, you. afro on the front, but they don't even resemble a regular duck. They look more um, like,
1: like dodo birds. They dad, or really,
2: really do. So what um, color, Lily?
1: Oh, he's brown. Um, so the
2: ducks live with the sheep? Everyone lives with everyone else. They, okay. they cohabitate. See the mohawk <laughs> going up? Yo, <laughs> Two years ago, we had an extremely cold winter, and it was during COVID, and the guy that had him and the geese got sick. And um, instead of asking for help, he just opened the door to his yard and let the geese and the duck out. Yeah. Um, And they ended up in the road, and police were called, and animal control was called, and then they called me. And I went and rounded up these four big, beautiful geese. Yeah. Um, And he was missing, and he went for 10 days where the temperature never got above zero, Uh and we had two days that were 30 below zero. Zero. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, So what kind of geese are they? Uh, there are four different types. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, and, and they have really... See, the one with the black head, um, we call him Roy because he thinks he's royalty. Yeah. And the tan, there's a tan one next to him that we call her Diana because she's married to Roy, who's royalty. And then in the back behind that, the other brown one, we call him... Goose Willis. Goose Willis. Yes. Yeah, because he thinks he's a tough guy. And uh, Lucy Goosey is the white one because she will run in from the field to poop in the barn. And uh, and that which is exactly what they're doing now. They're coming in. Yeah, they're headed into the barn to get something to eat. So, uh, no, they're going in to poop on the cement because they suck. They're <laughs> So we're going to walk over and introduce you to Peppa. All right. This is Peppa Pig here. Know, so... Lily to me Peppa. You're going to reach down with your right. left hand down uh, a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. And there you oh, go. Oh, there, there's the That's snoggle snoggles. Yep. Oh, and there's That's another one. Bean, and to your left is Peppa. This is Peppa here? Right there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's her ears. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. You've got <laughs> long you ears. Go. You've got long ears, don't you? <laughs> so, that rescued Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean <laughs> was in
2: West Virginia. Just licked my recorder. Oh, nice. <laughs> So he came off a truck on a highway in West Virginia, Yeah. and he was a runt, and uh, 70 miles an hour when he hit the pavement. No. And the the guy that was in the truck behind the semi saw him go into the ditch, Bounce, and yeah, huh? yep, and picked him up and brought him to a friend's who um, had a pot belly when she was a kid, yeah. and she was she didn't know what she was going to do because he's a Yorkshire which will be 700 pounds even though he was probably about 5 at the time. How, old is, how big is he now? Um, right now he's 35 pounds. Okay. Um. Yeah he's pretty small and he's actually older than Peppa and Peppa is very nearly 80 pounds. Yeah so they've got she's, a lot of growing to do still. Yes she's growing a pound and a half a day and he's growing a half a pound a day because okay. he was stunted pretty badly by yeah. the uh, the wreck and he's a runt and she is everything but a runt. Um, <laughs> Um, and you would probably, unless you knew what to look for, you'd never knew that she had a fib fracture on her back left, but you can see the different shape of the hip yeah, and see. the way it rotates, so she'll have prosthetics for the rest of her life. Will you have to change this more surgery as she gets bigger? Uh, no. We'll actually have physical. A that's a guinea hen. A guinea hen. Yep. Wrong guy. She'll have uh, an exterior prosthetic to boost the bottom of her foot, so she'll have to have like a lift <laughs> on her shoe. Okay. Just to give her a little bit of height. You'll but, make the uh, you'll make the shoe for. Her? <laughs> uh, I've got a friend who um, makes orthotics. Yeah. That's going to help me with it. Like yes, They don't smell
0: dirty. They're not.
2: They're not at all dirty. They when. We we go in the barn. Um, there's never any any manure in any of the. The stalls because they like to go outside away from their food and their water. So they have to... a spot where they go to the bathroom. They do. Yeah. Uh, they have each one of them have got their own paddock so that they can go outside. Yeah. They'll drag themselves off their bed um, with their last ounce of strength to not poop where they sleep. Yeah. So they're very very touchy about that. Wow. Um, and we have several that are well over a thousand pounds here. In here? Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy yeah.
1: Over there in that
2: barn. <laughs> yep. That's Max and Pickles. Max and, Max and Pickles. <laughs> that's that's Larry. <laughs> Larry is a yes. guinea hen. Guinea hen. So we're going to walk into the barn.
1: I want a pig, mom.
2: Pigs are the heat. <laughs> what do you mean by yeah, that? <laughs> they're they're so wonderful. They're, uh,
1: uh,
2: and we've got a, we've got several different breeds. These are Vietnamese pot bellies. So this is uh, <laughs> so this is the one that's coming up first with the little waggy tail. They're gonna they're gonna uh, come over and say so hello. So they have they have their tails, right? Yes, they do. So and do they have their um, tusks? They these two do not. But you're gonna bend down yeah. and reach. Yeah. Keep so, bending yeah. all the way down. You're almost there. Four inches. Okay, A little bit. There you go. Oh,
0: my goodness. Okay, so what is that? That's the this, side of the
2: pig. Yep, and she's going to sit up. She's getting up. Oh, there's her tail. And to your right. Oh, there's one growling. This is pumba Pumbaa. Uh, this is Rudy.
0: <laughs> man, they sure make a lot of different noises. Eh? Yes. They really
2: talk. They're, um, these little dudes are the ones that they call teacups. Oh, um, they- the teacups. Uh, yeah, but what makes those miniature pigs is their diet, and it's a really unhealthy oh. um, way to, to stunt their growth. Yeah. These are completely full grown; they're nearly a year old now. Um, she has spent some quality time in Cornell because she came with a shattered elbow, um, and the joint was very, very much marginalized. Um, but we, because of her size, we couldn't do any real intrusive surgery because she was growing so fast so we used red light and laser therapy wow and that actually regenerated a lot of the gel around that that uh along with some steroids um so she's uh she's she's very friendly these two um are both peking ducks and the one that's standing up His name is Flash, and he caught a disease. He had prosthetic shoes and he had six surgeries um, because all of the bones were destroyed in both of his feet by a disease called Bumble Disease. Yeah. And um, it's this black tar substance that will erode bones completely. Wow. And we used tourniquets and a steroid and protein mix um, to do direct injections with a tourniquet into his feet for three months. Once a week. Dad, you be um, careful
1: not to step on the pig. There, I'm not
2: man. moving. No, you're about uh, you're about six inches of yeah. freeboard. <laughs> hey, you're yeah. rubbing the yeah. belly. He's purring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's wondering what the poor folks are doing right now. He's like, oh, if you could just feed me at the same time, that would that's be totally wonderful. Con- that's, that's just contentment. Eh? He is a happy man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he is a piece of work, that little man. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness.
2: This little girl, you'll notice, she's got one ear. She came from the lollipop farm in Rochester. She was a victim of a dog attack. And she lost um, an ear? Um, oh. She's a goat. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she is an alpha, and just this side of her is another goat who is not an alpha so she's her companion so she came here to keep this rescue uh, company yeah. because they do better with company
0: they, they like they like to have
2: someone of their own type, they type, do. Eh? Let's see if uh, the donkeys are losing their minds. (laughs) So so these two right here, this is Dulce and Nolte. They are pot bellies. Okay. what's different about these two, Dulce, the one on this side, completely blind. Oh, Okay. And his sister is his, you're okay, baby. You're okay. You can reach right down right there with your hand. Oh, my God. That's coarse hair, eh? It's okay. Wow. It's okay, Dulce. So huge. So he's completely blind and he responds entirely to his sister's call. Yeah. This is his sister, this is Nolte. Th- these are
1: the same ones as the ones in there, but
2: big. Uh, those are Vietnamese, oh, wow. and these are a standard. Um, here, I'll oh, reach over you. So, cool. so how, oh. how big is this fella? Uh,
1: he is,
2: the, the little girl in front of you is about 250 pounds. Yeah. and. Her brother is closer to 300. Yeah. He can be anywhere in any of the pastures, and when she calls him, yeah. he makes a beeline directly to her. Oh. So she's got a language that's very specific to Dulce. Wow. Um,
1: she has a lot less hair than he does.
2: Well, his is going to do the same thing shortly. Oh, okay. it'll, just, it'll get stubbly like hers? Yes. he. They shed, and there's a, <laughs> if you rub his her back yeah it's all it's all straight ahead of you over here yeah there you go yeah that's very Um, stubbly eh she and that's her summer loves to get yeah in the summer there there you go she's shaking oh she's she's shaking there's this spot there's this spot oh she likes that oh yeah she's a doll (laughs) and you know they were not involved in any specific abuse they were abandoned how did the fellow the one guy lose his eyesight uh, he actually was born with no eyesight. He, they yeah. said that he never responded to any uh, yeah. any light. Um, yeah. But they're siblings, so they had that bond immediately from the beginning. And um, it, luckily, they were kept together. But the the sanctuary that transported them to us is in Pennsylvania, and it's called Pittsburgh Squealers Rescue. Yes, yeah. after the Pittsburgh Steelers football team. Um, <laughs> yeah, Squealers. and so they brought them to us. Um, and we had kind of sworn off ever having pot bellies because their needs physically and um, nutritionally are completely different than a regular pig. Yeah. Um, they are much, much more fragile as a breed, than, uh, and she's going to come over and see how you're doing here. Um, so she's coming over? Yeah, here. she's right there. Right Hi, there. Hello. And he is a very, very high-functioning blind pig. Do you think he does echolocation? What he does. He can hear the walls when he's getting close. He's amazingly sharp when it comes to navigating. There you go. Now you're at him. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. So what am I touching here? Look, there's um, I'm a
0: blind man touching an elephant here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: about. He's closer to 700 pounds than 650. Oh. Um, And he is right now in quarantine because he has got something going on um, with either his feet. The males are the only ones that have tusks and side cutters. Females don't grow them. And the males only grow them environmentally big enough to... Well, and for the spot that they have in the pack. The top pig who's across the way um, is Max, and he's got about eight inch side cutters and tusks. So this guy, he's not that active right now. No, um, and he was going to go to Cornell yesterday, but yeah. he decided that he was Oops. not gonna get into that huh? horse trailer. How do you move a 700 pound pig if he doesn't want to go, You right? don't. Right in front of you is <laughs> a mule that's named Jack, Yeah, and he and his companion Pedro, um, they have what's called a cold stamp, branded to their neck on the left side, and they have tags that the Bureau of Land Management put on them. They were rounded up in Colorado, and they were sent to an adoption center, which is a kill pen. So were they born feral? Yes, they spent seven years and nine years feral in Colorado. born in the wild. Yes, and there are six states in the United States that allow the Bureau of Land Management to cull these animals. So what they do is they're bought in huge lots, and they're taken across the border to Mexico. And they're butchered there, and then the pelts are sent to Asia because they grind the pelts up and make four different types of teas that they believe oh, my are aphrodisiacs. Goodness, my goodness. So that's where they were headed. Um, and the lady that rescued the two of them in Colorado, um, she didn't have a plan, but she had a trailer, and she got as far as Albany, New York when she ran out of luck. So what are their names? Uh, Jack and Pedro. And yeah. if you reach out your left hand... Yeah. Hello there.
0: Hello. Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. He's so soft.
2: These two are donkeys. And the difference between a donkey and a mule is a mule is born sterile. Yeah. And one parent is always a horse for mules. And the reason that they they modify them is because a mule has horse's feet and a donkey's strength. Yeah. And when we get into these skirmishes overseas, like in Afghanistan, where physically mechanical things can't go... The Marines have 1,500 active-duty soldiers whose job it is to pack mules. And so these can carry about two and a half times their weight Wow. indefinitely. Wow. Um, they're very, very sure-footed. They are very low-maintenance. I mean, you've heard stubborn is a mule. That's kind of a thing. Outdoor tips and tech. Six
1: degrees
0: on your left, <laughs> We're hearing that this year, 2023, is going to be a significant year in terms of ticks and the uh, viruses that ticks are conveying. You know, there's ways to avoid ticks and you can't just say, I'm not going outside. That's one way to avoid ticks, but face it, it's not the the only way. And it's not the best way because you're really, you're going to cut yourself off from a big chunk of summer fun first of all for your dog for your guide dog get the medication make sure you've got the heartworm medication you know that's transmitted by uh, mosquitoes Make sure you got the uh, tick medication so that even if they get bit by tick, the ticks fall right back off and they don't get sick because the viruses that the ticks are carrying don't have a chance to transfer into your dog. And make sure you have the the flea medication as well so you're not living with a flea-infested hound dog that's going to drive your whole household crazy. Check them at the end of the day because when you're bringing your guide dog back into the house, he may just have a tick hanging on him that just bit and hasn't let go yet, even if you have the medication. You don't want that tick letting go while it's your dog is resting at your feet or sitting with you on the couch. Check your dog, feel his body with your hands, run it over his fur, dig your fingers in and, and look for those ticks around his neck, his head. They can be just about anywhere. Explore all his furry areas as much as you, you're comfortable with. And, uh, and if you find a tick, use a tick puller. Don't just rub the tick and tell it kicks off because quite often if you irritate a tick by just rubbing it to make it let go it usually spits up a bunch of guck into the wound of the animal before it will let go you're better off having a tick puller it's like a little tiny claw hammer and just slide it around the tick's neck and you just lever that tick out of the uh, off your dog where do ticks live T- ticks live in long grass they can live in short grass too and they live in bushes they do not normally live in dark forests that have substantial tree canopies that prevent the sun from reaching the forest floor because there's nothing on the forest floor except pine needles or spruce needles or leaves and and ticks can't survive in that. That's not their preferred area. So they'll be waiting on the edges of the forest at the beginning of trails before they go into the forest because they know that's where humans are most likely to be encountered and other animals so you need to be careful as you're entering the forest on these trails. Don't let your dog go into the uh, brush and sniff around in the high grass. Keep your dog close to you. And once you're into the forest, you can relax a bit. Just stay away from those long grass areas and those shrub areas. Wear long pants. Tuck your pants into your socks. Good excuse to get some interesting looking socks, you know, not just your basic gym socks. And then tuck your shirt into your pants. And and then take some uh, deet, you know, some deep woods off or some other uh, mosquito or bug repellent that has a DEET as an ingredient, spray that around your wrist, spray that around your waist, spray that around your ankles and a little bit around your neck. So if a tick, uh, you know, somehow falls on you, it's not going to get underneath your clothing and get a hold on you. This year, Pacific Ocean is going to be warmer, there's going to be less wind, and that warming ocean is going to mean more drought, warmer weather, and uh, stronger storms and we're already experiencing the drought and the warmer weather especially in the western part of north america and the heat waves down in the uh, southern part of the united states you know this type of extreme weather is going to become more common if you're blind it's more challenging so take care of yourself you guys follow me on facebook twitter and instagram or visit me at lawrencegunther.com to keep up the date on my blogs and videos Subscribe to get the latest episodes of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther by visiting your favorite podcast provider. And please take some time to rank us and give us some comments. Send me your feedback, suggestions, and questions on email at feedback at AMI.ca or on Twitter at AMI-audio. I want to thank Nazrin Abdel-Majid. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank.
1: I'm Arthur Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air.